Wonderful. Well, it is going to be a bit of a different morning this morning. And instead of having the privilege of hearing me speak for 35 minutes, you're not going to hear from me much at all. You're going to be hearing from uh, some of uh, my fellow elders here, which I'm really excited about. Um, we have a team of six elders here. These are men that I love to serve with, and uh, myself and five others, I love to serve with them. And uh, we're going to be hearing from four of them today. Uh, Morris is out in Malmo in Sweden, uh, strengthening the church plant there. He's just started to begin to travel again now that travel's opened up. Uh, so he sends his love, and uh, we'll be seeing him at the weekend, uh, next weekend. Um, but we're going to welcome up Ian in just a moment. I don't know if you know Ian. Ian is such a, a precious guy who has uh, been part of this church, uh, along with Chris and his family, for uh, many, many years, and um, has been so, so key in us seeing this, this building secured. And, you know, I've been in many, many meetings with Ian where uh, I, haven't had a, I haven't got a clue what he's talking about. He's talking like... He's using phrases like in accountancy and stuff. I've got no idea. I just smile. I just smile and just sort of just give the vision bit at the end. Um, but Ian's been so, so key in all of this, and he's going to come and share. Uh, so let's give him a big round of applause, shall we? Come on, Ian. Thank you very much. Well, <laughs> um, right, yeah, so I just want to spend a couple of minutes just looking back and praising God for his faithfulness over the years. Um, here when we've been in this building. So Chris, I and Matt, Megan and Joshua, our three kids, uh, who are all older now and have moved away, but Megan's here today, which is fantastic. <coughs> uh, we, we started coming to the church and moving up here to Ipswich from Dagenham in 1993. So that's 28 years ago, which I can't really believe it's that many years. Um, when, when we moved up here, in, we, I started working in Ipswich in 1992, so I was driving up and down the A12, um, and then we moved in 93, uh, so I drove up for about a year, and we visited a few churches, and we came to um, Orwell Church, it was then called, now called obviously Hope Church, meet, it met in Cobbleston School, and, and uh, we both, well I certainly felt, I think we both felt that um, it was a little bit, slightly odd, a little bit freer than maybe we'd experienced before, and at the point when one of the leaders at the front sort of danced around a bit, I just thought, <laughs> I'm not sure really. <laughs> Um, but actually, uh, we felt God just say, and I felt God specifically say to me, if you want to experience me and learn about me, this is the place to be. Um, and so we joined the church uh, after we moved up in 1993. And God's just been completely and utterly faithful to what he said to us as we were, as we were visiting. So um, I just thought of there's sort of three ways that, that he's shown his faithfulness in that. First of all, um, God is here uh, with us in, in the church. And when we meet, we talk about coming into the presence of God. Um, and for some, that, that might sound a bit strange, but that, you know, that is what we're doing. And God is here uh, as we worship. He inhabits our praises and he meets with us. And uh, we've seen many things happen in the church which only God can do. Um, I myself was healed from... Um, eczema so I, when I was younger I had really bad eczema and actually we, we laughed just because we looked at a photo of me with, with Matthew as a baby because we just became grandparents Matthew's had his own baby so, so, um, and I, I was I was lying there cuddling Matthew as a however many day old baby and I had these strange gloves on <laughs> because I used to have to cream up my hands and put gloves on and they were cracking and, they, and it was and it was really, yeah, but it had just become part of my life. And, and, and I'd sort of just thought, well, that's, that's how it is. That's how it's going to be. And one morning I woke up and it had gone. And we hadn't particularly been praying about it. I mean, I had had prayer for it during, over, the, over the years, but not at that particular time. 
And it was just a surprise. And I just felt God say to me that he's done it because he loves me. And, you know, that, that was, and there's many, many testimonies like that have, have gone on in this church over the years. But, you know, God is here, and that's, you know, that's an incredible way that he shows his faithfulness. The other way is just through um, people that we've, we've met and, and served with and worked with here. There's been a series of really good faithful leaders in this church <coughs> ever since we've come. We have uh, learned a lot from uh, many different people, and, it, you know, it, it's been great. And, uh, you know, and as God has said at the start, we, you know, we've learned about him. There's been really good teachers of the Bible in this church. And, you know, today we've got you know, two or three really great uh, preachers. So, you know, make the most of that. You know, keep coming and learning more about him. And also just with friends in the church and just seeing people serve faithfully year after year um, and just give whatever they've got to give. And just, you know, about you know, serving, often it's sometimes we get a bit hung up about what should we be doing. Um, I think, you know, just, just do what you can do. Uh, just think, what, what, you know, what am I able to do? You know, I mean, recently for me, it's been finance stuff with the building. And that's just because God's given me a certain, you know, a certain amount of skill and ability in that. So you use it for the church. So, you know, whatever you do, it doesn't matter, you know, whether you think it's big or small or anything. Just, you know, just, just serve. And if you hear a call out and you think, oh, I can do that, then just do it. Because it's, you know, that's great. And it's really encouraging for everyone in the church to see that, see that going on. Um, so yeah, that's that's all. That's just the, the look back. Um, you know, obviously we're looking forward as well. Sorry, I'm not very dexterous with it. <laughs> big Bible, big prints. I'm getting old. <laughs> so uh, just the, the first two v- verses of Psalm 90 say, "Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations, before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God." So, you know, we can look back and we can see that and we can see his faithfulness and his provision to us and we can think, you know, about where we're going next and about, you know, the great times that we're going to continue to have with him. So I've asked Chrissy whether she'll pray. So Chrissy has been at the church, I think, as long as Chris and I have. Um, and uh, Chrissy's great. So would you pray for us, Chrissy? be my privilege. Um, I want to thank God for all the vows that have been said in this place. Um, I um, represent a number of people who've been married in this place and we gave vows in this place. People have given vows to the Lord in this place. We thank you, Lord, for those words that have been spoken. And I want to pray, Father, for the vows that you've spoken over people, you've said to people words. And Lord, if they've not yet happened, Father, thank you because they're going to. And I want to thank you for the fulfillment of those in you, Lord Jesus. And I thank you that this place has witnessed many things that have been for your glory. And I pray, Lord, that you would bless the future of this place. And I pray, Lord, your blessing on this church. Thank you, because you've said there are greater things that are going to happen in this city. And Lord, we're looking forward to the greater things that are going to happen. Because when you say something, Lord, it happens. Thank you. Amen. Wonderful. Great. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Chrissy. I want to invite Len up in just a moment. Len, I want to, he's, he's itching, he's ready to go. Um, Len, one of my fellow elders here, in so, so many uh, ways, is such a strength to me and the other elders because he's got a gift of faith. 
he sees God and what God can do and he has strengthened us so many times and as we've looked to a big this massive adventure there's been many a time where Len might have been sort of the one with the faith as it were and we've been really grateful for his gift of faith and for his gift of prophecy in all many many ways and his humor as well we've so so needed um, but I want to just honor you Len and say thank you for all you do let's give Len a massive welcome and a round of applause as he comes to share Can I just, uh, what I haven't done is I, I haven't teed up a couple of people to pray afterwards, so if you're listening to what I'm saying, could you please think to yourself, maybe I can help Len out at the end, so there's not this long pause. So, um, Anne and I have been part of the church for about 10 years, and um, when we were thinking of moving on to come here, we visited a church, and uh, we, at the end, um, we, 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 we hadn't really explained what we were doing there but um, the guy that ran it a guy called John Putnam some of you will know some of you will know very well um, he came up to me with a prophetic word and he said I, I sense that you're you're looking for something and you haven't found it yet and um, he said but when you find it you'll know immediately it'll be like Moses uh, in the wilderness looking uh, and seeing a burning bush and not an uncommon sight in the wilderness uh, but there was something about this bush that got his attention. And so uh, we went home and I, I said to Anne, I think I'd like to um, uh, go and check out the church in Seven Oaks. And uh, we'd been married for about mm, just over 30 years at that point. And uh, Anne said to me, okay, fine, but I just want to let you know, we are not moving to Seven Oaks, uh, sorry, to um, Ipswich. And so, you know, when your wife says that, you take it seriously. Uh, so we came here, and um, it wasn't a big church at the time. And afterwards, we were having tea and coffee over there, and this bloke came up to me, and he said, uh, you're moving to Ipswich. I'd never met Rob Wright before. Um, and I think it was probably a question, but it didn't sound like a question. It sounded like a statement, within brackets at the end, or else. Um, and so I went, you know, muttered something. And then I turned around and somebody else came up to me and said, are you moving to Ipswich? And I thought, this is a bit weird. Um, and so we got in the car. I remember we're, we're driving back to where we live, uh, up the A12. I'm travelling at about 60 miles an hour. It's very quiet because I know my wife does not want to move to Ipswich. And she said to me, um, what did you think of this morning? And I thought, right, this is the moment. So I said, well... And she said to me, can I tell you what I think? And I said, okay. She said, I think we should be moving to Ipswich. <laughs> and how I kept control of the car, I don't know. <laughs> but I did, and we moved here. And that was the start of uh, a real adventure. And I have to say, um, please don't stone me, those of you who've had the faith to be here for such a long period of time. But when we moved here, it wasn't really going anywhere. It was a church with potential, but it wasn't going anywhere. And then in 2014, uh, Tom and Sarah and the family moved here and we started to go through the gears and started to see the potential that we have and, and here we are now. So uh, that's a kind of what I would say uh, to you is if God says you should be doing something, it's about obedience, it's not about whether you want to do it. And I think I can speak for Anne when I say we've had just a marvellous, marvellous time here and we love Ipswich. Um, the other thing I just wanted to share with you briefly is some of the prophetic words that we've had um, over this church 
Um, uh, and at times they seemed like almost inconceivable because they were, they were speaking, or the ones I particularly remember, uh, they were speaking of a mission field, they were speaking about other countries, they were speaking about ships laden with mercy and gifts for other countries, they were speaking of an aircraft carrier with uh, aircraft on the deck ready to go to other countries and it all seemed like a big ask, it seemed like a big leap of faith. But here we are. So I just want to say, if you're, if you're thinking of mission, then, you know, the, the, one of the pictures was about all the people were doing their bit on the aircraft carrier. There were some who were bringing the fuel up to the aircraft. There were some that were bringing the supplies up. Obviously, there were some that were steering the ship. You know, there were people, no doubt, uh, doing, you know, really mundane things like emptying the toilets and stuff. But everyone knew their part. So I would say, if you're part of us on this journey and you don't know where your part is, find out, because God has got a part for you. So I'm just going to stop there and say, is there a couple of people who would please come up and fill this tumbleweed moment that could exist if nobody does? So somebody just come up and pray. Matt, good man. Um, the moment Len said it, I was reminded of a conversation I had with Len a few years ago. Um, those of you that know me will know that um, I'm a man of many words. And Len said, Matt, you need to listen more. Um, and as... Yeah, thanks. Um, um, and I just felt I want to pray into something that I s God said in my heart, Len, which was that um, when God has spoken, this church has listened and God has responded. And I just want to pray, Father God, I thank you when your word has spoken that you have done what you have said. And Father God, I want to thank you that you're, you're, you have spoken about the growth. You've spoken about the deepening of gifting, the deepening of relationship. You've spoken about new family you've spoken about new giftings coming in you've spoken about us being able to send family members off to minister to mission to ministry whether it is father god father god i want to pray that you're still speaking now i want father god that i thank you for with, with the eldership i thank you we've got key elders and figures and people in the church who are listening to your voice and who are saying yeah we're still going to do god there's so much more to come yeah. father god we're, our eye our ears are open our eyes and our direction is forward and we are listening to you Father God, continue to speak your word. Continue to allow us as a church and individuals to respond to that word. Father God, I thank you for all you've done and all you're going to do. Amen. Is there one more person that would like to come up and pray? You don't have to, but it would be good to have one more. Anyone? Come on. Yes, oh, Matt's wife, Lauren. Here we go. Yeah, Lord, I just thank you so much for that period of transition back in sort of 2014 time. Lord, I thank you so much for bringing pivotal people who are faithful to your word, Lord. I thank you for our eldership team, Lord. I thank you that you've placed really strong men and women um, of faith um, to lead us, Lord. I thank you so much that they have been faithful over the past few years of this building. Lord, I thank you that because of you, we have this amazing building to move into and it's part of our story, Lord. But I pray that we won't forget the past. I pray that we'll look forward to the future, Lord. I thank you that there's so much more to come. Amen. Wonderful. Okay, well, we're going to hear from Mark in just a moment, but I want to say about Mark and about his lovely wife, Rachel, as well, actually, that uh, these are people whose heart is so beautiful, 
Paul says uh, in Philippians, he talks of Timothy, his son. I've said this of Mark and Rachel before, but he says, I don't have anyone else like Timothy who really takes a genuine concern for your welfare, like who, who, who isn't concerned about himself, but is concerned about others. These guys epitomize that. They're always thinking of others and pouring themselves out for others. And, uh, and just, uh, uh, just, yeah, we love your heart and um, you really increase our hearts um, by your presence. So let's welcome Mark up as he comes to share with us. Come on, Mark. Thanks, Tom. I'm, I may have slightly misunderstood the brief here, but I've got, a f- I've got 40 minutes of preaching here. No, not really. <laughs> well, I just wanted to um, reflect on who God is. We're just going to start a series very soon on the character of God, and I've been reflecting on who God is, and I'm, I absolutely know that God fundamentally is a God of justice, a God of justice. Psalm 89, 14 says this, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne, the foundation of where you sit. Steadfast love and faithfulness come out of that. They go before you. And, you know, justice is who God is. And I just want to talk a little bit about justice. Jeremiah 9, 24 says this, let him who boasts, boasts in this that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices love and justice and righteousness in the earth, for in these things I delight. So, you know, I can't help reading the Bible and come to, come, come for, uh, and come to the conclusion that God is justice. And because it's who he is, it's who we are too because we reflect him and he fills us with himself. And so you might say, well, okay, well, what's the definition then of this justice? And the dictionary says um, justice is the principle of dealing or right action. Justice is the establishment of rights according to law and fairness. Justice is the condition of being morally correct or fair. And this is who God is. And, you know, Tom said about my heart, thank you, Tom, that's, you're, you're very generous in your... <laughs> um, but we do try to do that. Because God is a God of justice, we love justice and we want justice. And justice is a part of who we are as a community and as an individual. Does that make sense? And, of course, you know, the Bible is full of um, encouragement for us to do these things. You know, Isaiah 1.17, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. Proverbs 3, sorry, Proverbs 31.9, open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and the needy. And for H&I, that heart of justice and how it's expressed is really important and uh, as a church, we've done quite a lot of that stuff. Um, we've, um, I, did, I did a bit of a few stats, and people here, many people here will have served in the soup kitchen. Yeah, is that right? Served in the soup kitchen. Well, I reckon that the soup kitchen has probably given out 40,000 meals from this building. Um, I reckon that mother, parents and toddler groups Probably there have been 65,000 people coming. They're often the same ones, you know. Don't <laughs> you know, we're going to need a bigger building, guys. <laughs> um, 65,000 attendants at um, uh, um, parents and toddler groups. Isn't that amazing? 
Oasis, our older people's group, running faithfully, uh, doing a program for older people. And then we've got things like our... Um, could we put the slide up, by the way? Yeah. Oh, it's up. Oh, great, thank you. <laughs> How did that happen? That's amazing. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, we've got um, our Christian advice service, and we've got our CAP courses, uh, smaller numbers of people, but great impact on people's lives. Um, we, we're part of this thing called Fair Share, and we collect food donations, and we've, uh, we've, we've collected and given out the equivalent of 5,600 meals in the last two or three years. Um, we've received some grants. We had a hardship grant recently, and we gave out food vouchers to 20 individuals or families every week over the summer holidays. You know, God is good to us, and he's given us resource, and we want to give it away to bless the town. Yeah. Well, as Tom said at the beginning, and it's come up a couple of times, um, we all, we've all got a story. Um, and uh, Rachel and I have got a story. We came here, I think, even before Ian and Chris. Is that right? I think so, yeah. Um, uh, and I won't go into too much detail, but I just want to echo what others have said. This place has been a place of extraordinary blessing for us, of teaching, of learning, um, of training. And we've done that for many other people as well. We've done Alpha. We've done... Uh, what's the um, Word Plus, Len? Word Plus. Len, I remember <laughs> uh, Len coming when he wasn't even in Ipswich to teach Word Plus, uh, which is a training course in understanding the, the, the Word of God. Uh, fantastic things have happened in this building. Absolutely amazing things. And we, we need to celebrate that, don't we? We need to obviously want to look forward. Greater things are yet to come, as Chrissy said. But uh, we also want to just pause and say, wow, what, what a God you are, you know. When we came to this building, none of these buildings were here. That wasn't there. The building, the flats there weren't there. It was like a wasteland. <coughs> and we really believed that God was going to bring people around us, and he has. And we, we now have people coming to church who've lived or have lived in those places. And the kind of a picture of the new building, um, there isn't a sort of um, architectural wasteland around, well, some might say there is, but <laughs> around the, the Hope Centre. But there's a spiritual wasteland, and we're going to do the same there. We're going to demonstrate God's love and goodness, and people are going to come. Uh, we put a high value on prophecy in this church, and I just want to read out a couple of ones which I think are really significant. They've been given by a, a friend of ours, a very good friend of the church called Adrian Horner. Um, he loves this church. He comes often, <coughs> and he said this. I saw families that have been broken reconciliation there's a gospel reconciliation but also a reconciliation where kids and fathers and mothers are torn apart would hope church this place it like it, it almost becomes a community hub someone used the word hub and i thought that's part of what i saw it's a hub you can have worship centers and may you have glorious god-focused jesus lifted high worship Spirit saturated, but there is a danger that we all go home and the community is not touched. And he went on to say this, may you also know an anointing to touch the community, to welcome the community. Thinking of Jesus, he seemed to go where the broken were. He could have said, come to the synagogue, I'll see you on a Saturday. 
actually know. He left the synagogue. He went to the well. He went to the funeral. He went to the broken. He went to the hurting. I want to bless God's heart in you, Hope Church. I saw this place, like Joseph stored up grain. This, and he's talking about the Hope Center, is a place for storage for the community, not seed and grain. But what is God going to get you to gather in in order that you might give it away to feed the community? Because a famine is coming upon the land. Yes, a famine for the word of God, but a famine for physical things. What is God going to give you to give away? Well, I find that very challenging. And I just want to sort of exhort us really to uh, know that um, God is a God of justice. And because it's who he is, it's who we are too. And you know, it, we, we have that heart, whether we know it or not, and we need to express it to those out there who have needs, physical needs as well as spiritual needs. Does that make sense? So I, went to, I was actually down in the town yesterday, and two things really struck me. My, I dropped my phone. And I had a really bad day yesterday. I dropped my phone. It cracked. Couldn't get anything out of it. I went to the town to sort it out, and I spent a lot of time wandering around the town, and two things struck me. One, it's massively multicultural, isn't it? Have you been in town recently? Massively multicultural. And two, there's a lot of people wandering around with like a weight on them. There's what you might call a poverty of spirit. Now, I love our town. I want to big it up, and it's got fantastic strengths. But some need us. (laughs) They need us to demonstrate God's love to them, don't they, Uh, in our town. And, you know, he could have given us a warehouse on the edge of town. We thought about that. We we nearly bought some land at Duke Street. Len was going with his, you know, offer. (laughs) His checkbook. Um, Good fortunately for us, his checkbook wasn't as big as the other guy bidding, (laughs) which was a relief as it turned out. Um, um, But he's given us uh, not a warehouse, but the biggest and most iconic building in the centre of town. (laughs) A building that almost everybody in this town has a connection with. If if we are not inundated with people, many of whom who might just come out of curiosity, I will be amazed. People will come. They really will. And we need to be ready to love them and welcome them, demonstrate Jesus to them, uh, and really transform their lives. I must stop because I'm going on. Another thing that's been mentioned today is that about the stories. And we all have a story, don't we? We all have a story. We've got a story here. You've got a story here. And I just want us to own our story in this new place. You know, take our story into it. And, you know, I, you know I, I'm reflecting on my story recently. I've, I've made hundreds of mistakes. I've got, I've got a lot of things wrong. I really have. Um, but God loves my story, and he wants, to, uh, he wants to use it, and he wants to use your story too, and he wants uh, your story to be full of fulfillment and him and blessing, and a part of that is going to be in that new building. I want to leave you with two verses before um, praying. One is this. James 2.14, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith and does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food and you say, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving him the things he needs, what good is that? 
And lastly, you'll be pleased to know, <laughs> this is, I love this verse, this is Micah 6, 8. What does the Lord require of you, O man? This, to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. So, so uh, sorry for going on, but I want to invite John, John Beach, and Peter, Peter Watson. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? He's oh, sorry, Peter, you're behind a pillar. Um, to come and pray. Is that all right? Welcome these guys, because these guys are fantastic. <laughs> and who's going to go first? John's going to go first. Here we go. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Um, I just want to try and um, think about the future. We're celebrating the past, but there's a big challenge here of, of justice going into the future. And I wonder if you bear with me and all close your eyes, okay? And I want you to see how dark it is in front of you, okay? You can't see. If you put your hand in front of your, of your eyes, you can't see your hand. If you can, you've not got your eyes shut. Uh, so, you know, this is, this is darkness. This, this is um, something that we can relate to in terms of, of the town. We talk about a heaviness or a, a depression in the town, uh, a hold in, the, in, the, in so many areas of the town. But now, just open your eyes. And you couldn't see anything, and now you can see all the detail. And the change was instant, just bang. And... This is the power of the name of Jesus. We've been talking about the name of Jesus. Darkness is in this town, and the, the name of Jesus can change things in a moment. And uh, I wanted to just to do that, just to, just to remind us of raising our faith as we talk about and pray about justice. And, and Father, we, wanna, we, wanna, we want you, Lord, just to raise our faith. Lord, we want, Lord, to to lift your name on high. We want, as we pray, Lord, we want to see darkness rolled back in a moment as we, as we see the power of the name of Jesus uh, exposed uh, and glorified in our town. We pray, Lord, may your kingdom come. I've got news, folks. His kingdom is coming. His kingdom is coming. And Father God, we pray, your kingdom come. We pray, Lord, your will that's done in heaven, Lord. We want to see that executed beautifully in Ipswich, Lord. In, in the whole of Ipswich. In our streets, Lord. In our homes. In our lives. In our hearts. We, we pray, we invite you, Lord, just to come by your power. And, and raise our faith as we stand in the gap for Ipswich. And, and, and we declare righteousness and we declare uh, uh, the right light, the freedom, the release that is available in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I'd like to follow on from Ian's comment about all of us having individual skill sets. Every person in this room has an individual skill set. I'm an engineer, sorry, uh, and a continuous improvement manager, and that's what drives me. But what also drives me is a passion in my heart. So what about our hearts then for Ipswich? 
following on the theme, I'd like you to close your eyes and consider that this is actually spoken to you from God about his son. And just place your hand on your heart as you hear these words. It's attributed to St. Teresa of Avila, and it starts like this. So this is God speaking to you. Christ has no body on earth, but yours. No hands, no feet on earth, but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands with which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands, yours are the feet, yours are the eyes, and you are his body. Christ has no body now, but yours. No hands, no feet on earth, but yours. Yours are the eyes with which he looks compassion on this world. Christ has no body now on earth, but yours. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we have heard your call to share in building up your kingdom in Ipswich. Fill us with a desire to change ourselves and to impact Ipswich. Inflame our passion for justice into a commitment to address unjust situations. Deepen our concern for our sisters and our brothers in Ipswich who endure the pressure of poverty, hunger, loneliness, addiction, and homelessness. Give us the courage to step outside our comfort zones, to play our part in the mission of your church in our town and county. Lift away any complacency in our hearts and our minds. Heavenly Father, help us all to open our hearts to how much you want each of us to serve you in Ipswich. Give us the strength to be your hands, your feet, and your eyes in reaching out to those people in our town who do not know yet know you. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you, guys. Right, well, what we're going to do now is we're going to uh, hand to Tim in just a moment, but we're going to sing as well in just a moment. So if the band could be ready, wherever you've got to, to come and, and play, uh, we're going to sing uh, in a moment to finish. I want to invite Tim up. Many of you will know Tim. Uh, Tim has such a, a heart to pray that it's such a strength to us as a church that, um, you know, prayer is a big value of ours and, and Tim carries this in a, in a really big way. And so many of the things that we've seen God do over the years, I know because we've got together as a church to pray and Tim's been a big catalyst in that. So I want to honor him in that and uh, welcome him now as he comes to share. Come on, Tim. Thank you. So... I'm going to ask us all to stand in a moment and we'll pray together. I'm just going to read from Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come behold the works of the Lord 
how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Wow, that's written over us. That's written over his church. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. I preached last week on God's heart for the church. He has a very specific heart for the church. He's given us gifts that we would be equipped, that we would be a light to this town, a light to the nations, a city on a hill. I'd love it if we would stand together. We're going to pray that God would give us... uh, What are we going to pray? I wrote some things down. (laughs) That God would give us a heart that is in line with his heart as a people. That we would say, God, you um, you have desires for this church. Please help our hearts to line up with your desires for this church. We're going to pray that God would anoint us as a church that is full of the Spirit, utilizing his gifts that we would be equipped. Ephesians 4, which I was going to talk on, has, has, has talked about us being equipped, that we'd be equipped so that we wouldn't be blown around, but we grow in maturity. That's my heart. That's God's heart for the church is that we grow and that we would be captivated by Jesus one to a life that is his and a calling and calling others into that. Basically, I would love us to grow. We would have a heart for the church. It's God's heart. We'd grow the way he wants us to grow. His glory would be here, that we'd be beautiful, his bride for him. Let's pray for the church together. If you can grab one or two of my sentences out of the air and pray for those. He said, my house will be called a house of prayer. Let's pray together. Father, we lift up, let's lift our voices together, even just for 30 seconds, for a few minutes, whatever you can keep up with. Father, we just lift up our voices as your people. Lord, we trust you. We thank you. You've purchased us, a people from every tribe and tongue for yourself to bring glory to your name, that you would be known the most high God, that you would be, that we'd be still and know you are God. You will be known among the nations. Lord, you will be known among Ipswich. You will be known in Suffolk. You will be known in England, Lord. You'll be known in our church. And we do pray, Father, for you to have your way among us as individuals, Lord, that we would say, I don't belong to myself anymore. I am his and his alone. That we would uh, lead our families that way. That we would uh, run our marriages that way. That we would raise our children that way. That we would have friendships that way within the church. That we call each other to a better thing. That we call each other to be the people set apart for you. You've called us to be a holy people set apart for you. You've called us to be a light, a city on a hill that the the town would see. There's something different about these people. There's a contrast. That he dwells among them. We're a people of the presence of the Spirit of God, Lord. That you are marking us out, Lord. That you are saying, they're my you put a badge upon us Lord you put your blood over us you said they're mine and Lord you will be known in your people dwelling among us I pray Lord set us apart captivate us by Jesus we pray in Jesus name we pray in Jesus name come and be with us Father we have a great great month ahead but really we don't know we have months and months years and years decades ahead of your activity among us as a church and we cry out to you on this significant day come and have your way in my heart Lord I pray that for each of my brothers and sisters in here now 
Come and have your way in their hearts, that you would have a church united in faith. That is your desire. You have a church called out for you. I belong to Jesus and Jesus alone. I will live my life according to what he calls me to do. If he can lay his life down for me, I'll lay my life down for him. Lord, have your way among Hope Church, that we would be this church that this that Mark's just told us about that would seek justice in this town that would walk humbly that would love mercy in this town that would call other people come and know Jesus come and know my king oh God come and move among us Lord God captivate our gaze come Holy Spirit I pray to people in their chairs uh, as they stand this morning in the second service Lord we want to be touched by you we want to know we are the ones that are inhabited by the presence of God Thank you, Jesus. Let's sing. Let's raise a shout to this King. Shall we just lift our hands together? If you feel comfortable to do that, let's lift our hands to him. Lord Jesus, we are ready for all that you have for us in the months to come. We say, Lord Jesus, be glorified. Be lifted high in this area. We pray, Father, that you would be uh, saving thousands of people in the years to come in this area and as you send people from this church to other nations lord we ask you that you would be glorified it is all about you lord jesus we're living to point people to you we're living that your name might be made glorious in this area we're the, the, your fame and renown is the desire of our hearts lord jesus we're ready for what you have for us Lord God, I pray you'd make us a people of prayer increasingly in the days to come. Let it be that we cry out to you, Lord. And as we cry out to you, that you would come and you'd heal our land. Lord, you'd, you'd hear our prayers. You'd bring incredible healing to our area. Lord, we want to see many, many come to know you. Lord God, be glorified. Lord, let us leave behind fears now, any anxiety of the future. Lord, we're going in your ways. Lord, we're going with you. We can trust in you wholeheartedly. Why don't you just say to Jesus now, I trust you. I trust you, Lord, and I'm living for your glory. I'm living for the glory of the Lord Jesus in my lifetime. As for me and my household, we'll serve the Lord. As for me and my generation, we will serve the Lord Jesus. He's the one we're living for. No other name, no other aim other than the name of Jesus being glorified. We love you, Lord Jesus, and we worship you. And God's people together said, Amen.